Welcome to the Soul Rollers podcast, where we discuss jiu-jitsu, life and self-mastery. Here are your hosts, Jackson Gage and William Dennis. Is episode number six of the Soul Rollers podcast. I'm here this. My name is Jackson Gage. Uh, we took the past two weeks off for just for personal reasons. And because uh, that happens sometimes when you're a busy father and uh, and now we're back at it, probably have a lot to talk about in, in probably a short amount of time. So uh, but I'm excited to discuss a lot of things that, that have been going on in the past two weeks. I can't remember everything, but um, uh, I mean, you know, it, it, just to start off with, because it's on my mind. Uh, well, you know what? Before we start on anything, how is your last just how's the last two weeks of training been going for you, man? with your i know your ear is growing yeah it's uh it's substantial i i bought headgear to wear and i bought some uh cali buds is what they're called so that it's like two magnets that pinches the ear down Mm -hmm. um but it's been like so it's like getting harder in there there's like all these little wrinkles and knots and kind of bumps on it so that it's like hardening up so the last time i had to drain it it took five insulin syringes full of fluid out Jesus. It was disgusting. So um, it's funny because when I first started about started jujitsu, I was scared about getting staff when I talked to you. Like, man, I don't want to get that. And so I thought it was like something just everyone gets and it's so prevalent. But really, I've always never had any issues with that at all. And and coach really cleans the gym and the mats and everything really well um, because he's had staff before from a different academy and different place. And so he takes really good care of his place um so it just depends where you go they keep it clean i I don't think that's going to be an issue you know something i need to worry about but the ear is uh you know been uh it's been a a hindrance because every time i roll it like hurts when they're smashing it so i have to like turn my head and try to protect it so i'm more focused on trying to protect my ear than i am the technique and so it's been kind of getting in the way so i bought those magnets i'm going to drain it today and then uh, put those magnets on it, which hurts because it's not comfortable. Um, but then when I roll, I'm gonna have those magnets on, and I'm gonna put, um, I'm gonna put that headset over my ears and go from there. So uh, I'm gonna walk away from the video real quick. Just keep talking. Okay. Well, so anyhow, the uh, luckily I haven't had to deal with that yet. The the cauliflower ear, but. Uh, it looks like it's painful, man. So I'm hoping I don't have to. If I were you, I would just wear headgear. But um, one other yeah. thing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it hurts. Yeah, it looks like it hurts, man. So uh, have, your, have your ears been sore, like bruised up? No, I'll have a little bit now and then of a bruised ear. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just the style that I'm rolling. I'm not getting a lot of ear pressure, you know? I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. I mean, not everybody gets it, you know? It's just kind of fucking luck of the draw. Maybe it's physiological. Fuck, I don't know. You know yeah, well, I have just, big-ass ears, too, so. Yeah, that's true. They're getting all bent up, and then they just blow <laughs> up. Did you see that? You saw. I think you saw it, the guy the other night at the the UFC. I don't know who yeah. that was, but his whole fucking ear came off, man. Oh, man. Ripped yeah. it wide open. That was horrible. Yeah, man. So, um, but there was something else I was going to... Well, there's a few things, but I had to, there's a story I want to share before I forget. This is a random story with really no point, 
but I just have to share it just to show the just because it's a, a discussion. I was walking the other night with the girls. I don't know if I mentioned it to you. So I was in downtown San Diego and I'm walking with the girls. I took them to eat in Little Italy and I'm walking and uh, I walk. There's a, it's just us. It's nighttime. It's cold out. You know, I feel like we're in uh, Gotham City or something. And we're walking, you know, skyscrapers and shit. And this guy's this big dude is walking with his girlfriend, right? He's a big guy, big motherfucker. Like he reminded me of like the size of like Czech Congo, but like he was like that size, but he was no body fat on the motherfucker. And he had a tank top on. And he I'm looking at him like, Jesus, this guy's a fucking beast. I don't know if he was a bodybuilder or a fighter, but he was like tatted up, fucking like probably like six six fucking huge ripped right and he's with his hot little girlfriend or whatever and they're walking and i see him coming he's got his mask and i walk by him and i'm like and i'm looking up like just from afar i see him and as he walks by i make eye contact with him i smile I'm like hey how you doing man and i keep and i keep walking and i hear him say what i'm like fuck you talking to man you know like is he talking to me this fucking beast he looked like bane or something he reminded me of bane his anger you know, and I turn around and he stopped his girlfriend. He stopped and he's looking at me with his hand out, with his hand out, like, what's up? You know, and I'm like, All right. and Gigi's not paying attention. So she's like walking back toward him. I'm like, Gigi. And I don't, okay, at this moment, I get the energy of this motherfucker wants to fight me. This giant wants to fight me right now, man. You know, and so Gigi's walking, my little daughter, she's walking, she's keep, she's messing with Celine. So she's like walking back and forth. I'm like, Gigi, come on. And I'm trying not to look at the guy. Usually in that situation, I would I would say, oh, what's up, man? I was just saying hello, you know, because that's what I did. I, but this guy, you could see the craziness in his eyes. If I would, I know if I would have said, hey, I was just, I was just saying, he, he would have wanted, it was a weird insecurity and anger that was like, and he stood there for a minute and his girlfriend was pulling him like, he wasn't looking at you. He wasn't looking at you. That's what she was telling him. That's what she was telling the guy. And I'm like trying not to look at him because this is like a fucking lion, bro, who wants to kill me. You know, I'm like, Jesus, it was a weird, intense. And I have my daughter. I have two little girls with me. And this guy's sitting there wanting to fight giant, you know, and I'm like, is he a fighter or is he a bodybuilder? You know, and, and I'm and finally I, and my adrenaline get, went up and I'm like, no, fuck this, because I'm not there's no way I'm going to be on the street with my daughters at night and fight this fucking giant, you know. Unless I really, really fucking have to. Because, you know, what could I, he could fucking kick my kids or something. You know, who knows what he's going to do. And so finally we walked away. And he stood there as I walked away holding Because the girls were looking. They are like, yeah, it was weird. He was holding. His girlfriend was pulling him. And he's putting his hands up towards you, staring at you the whole time. And I've never seen that much fucking anger in somebody's eyes, man. And I wanted to share it because it's, you know, what do you, you know, training jujitsu and shit like that, like we're doing now. You don't want to get a false confidence, but it also teaches you like, don't like, don't just get into a fight with anybody. But it also is just a reminder, be careful, man. Like there's killers out there that'll want to beat the shit out of you for smiling and saying hello to them, you know? And I still, yeah. I still can't, I'm like, what the fuck was that guy's deal, man? Gigi made a good point. She was like, dad, if he was a trained fighter, he wouldn't have behaved that way. I was like, exactly. fuck, you're right, Gigi. You're fucking yeah. right. He was probably a big bodybuilder, fucking insecure motherfucker who was thought I was looking at his girlfriend or something, you know? So, but anyhow, I just want to share that story, you know? Like, what do you do? And I guess you just walk away, but fuck, the guy looked like Czech Congo, man. Like, literally, like a lighter version of Czech Congo. Like, Jesus.
But that's a good point. If he was a fighter, he wouldn't have been acting like that, I guess. Yeah, that's so, very strange, man. And I think the same yeah. thing. That's an insecurity when you, you have to, like, come on, come on. Because even my response would be like, what? no, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and, and for me, like like you said, my main focus now is I don't, I don't want to win a fight against someone. I don't want to be strong. I don't care. Like, I just want my family to be safe. Um, yeah. as long as he stayed where he was and stayed away from my family, I wouldn't want to fight him. I'd be like, dude, I don't, I don't want to fight you for what? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I was just saying, hello, what, what, what do you want? You know, like just stay yeah. away from me. I don't need to fight someone to prove that I'm a good guy or something. I don't know if that's what exactly. that gave him. But yeah. to me, yeah, I would stay away from people like that. There's something wrong with people like that. Cause they, they obviously not only, they don't value human life. Like, I just value our, our existence so much now after what we've been through. And I just think to get into a fight, I mean, a street fight is not the same as training. I mean, if I get your neck, I'm not going to just, you're not tapping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not letting go on a tap in a street fight. Like you're going out. Like I will make sure your body is, and I've done it as a police officer where I had this fight. We were in an alleyway and, and it was me or him and we we're fighting over a gun and I got, I got on his back and I was able to trap the gun between him and my legs. Like I squished it against him where he couldn't get it out. And I got my arm around his neck and I rear naked choked him and he let go of the gun and started tapping my arm, like tapping, like, like, Oh, he was tapping. And I'm like, I am not letting go, dude. You know, like I told him there's no tapping, there's no tapping. And I just kept choking him. And then he went out like, and then I let him go and he went right back (laughs) alive. Cause I, I did, I let go too soon. I'm listening. And, and, Go ahead. I'm and so it was, it was just, it was a crazy experience. And so I learned from that experience, don't let go too soon. Even when they go limp, you hold a little longer. Um, Cause yeah. I think the blood went rushing right back mm-hmm. to his brain and I let go too soon and he came right back and we were in a fight again. Yeah. But um, no, I'm not, there's no tapping in the streets. Like I hope I never, 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 never fight like that and use jujitsu out in the streets. But if I have to, no like there's no okay good try like we'll we'll start over like let's shake hands and start again no No. especially if my kids are there i'm you're just gonna be unconscious and if you happen to you know stop existing so be it you know yeah but not in the street that's too scary you know it's too scary people like that you know you don't know if that guy has a knife you don't know if any you know and people like that they do dumb stuff it's best just to leave just I mean, it's cool. He walked. he won. He won what? <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. It's sad and that someone feels the need to do that, but I mean, what can you do? It's a reminder too that there's some crazy motherfuckers out there, man. You know, like, I mean, we can get well, off the topic, but yeah. And think about uh, that. The, like, what do you do if you don't know jujitsu? You don't know how to defend yourself. What do you do if someone does mm-hmm. that to you in the streets? Do you feel comfortable walking around the mall or walking around to a restaurant with your wife or your kids and? Um, someone walks past you like that and, and what do you do? Yeah. If they're grabbing you or grabbing your wife or something. What do you do? Yeah. And that's, that's another scare. That's another reminder for, I mean, the people that don't train or if they're thinking about training, put yourself in those situations where you're with your kids or you're with your family and somebody yeah. crazy out there. There's people who are, there are people who are crazy that people want to rob you or people want to fight you for looking at them. I just encountered one, a giant, a fucking giant athlete. And he with so much hate in his eyes when I said hello to him and smiled. He wanted to kill me. Literally, I could tell he wanted to smash my face in the cement because I smiled at him and asked him how he was doing. That's how insecure the motherfucker was. 
if you don't have any training, imagine, you know, like that's why, I mean, I, I, that's why I encourage, especially if you have families, man, like it's, I think it's super important to be able to defend yourself and learn to defend yourself, you know? Yeah. Even if you're, you're outmatched like that size wise, if you, you have training in jujitsu and and it makes me want to work on my takedowns, you know, like work on my takedowns and, and, uh, getting people to the ground, you know, but even that, like just, you can get close enough, quick enough, even if you have to take a strike or something to be able to grab onto them. And once you got a hold of them, I mean, you could even defend, you can lock his arms up. You can get him in closed guard and really wrap him up and break his posture down so that he's not going to be able to get those big strikes on you, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then it goes to a whole nother level. I mean, you're talking about there's biting, there's eye gouging, there's whatever, you know? Yeah. It gets nasty. It gets nasty. So mm-hmm. that's where I just hope nothing ever happens. But there's things that you go through in jiu-jitsu where if you don't have that experience, you're going to be nervous on the street, you know? Yeah. So going oh, yeah. and training in there and you're like, okay, I've, I've had someone take me down before. Even if he took you down, I guarantee a lot of your training was going to kick in and you'd start, you know, you'd sweep him, you'd do something and get in a dominant position or, or you'd be able to hold him close and just not allow him to do much damage uh, until someone came yeah. to help or until you can get away. Yeah. That's how I see it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Unless, of course, the guy's like a trained fighter or something, and then you're like, damn it, I shouldn't have rolled these dice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then you like get a cage fighter. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, or you could always go for the, but, the equalizer and bite his nose off or something. Yeah, exactly. Poke <laughs> his eyes out. <laughs> bite his balls. <laughs> all right, all right. That's a happy ending to the, uh, the exchange. Oh. <laughs> so but uh yeah man <laughs> we've had a lot going on here <laughs> yeah this last weekend uh, uh my team they went and did a tournament in arizona in phoenix oh i saw victor won yeah he won gold um right on so yeah it's really cool and it, it was actually a cool experience because i was watching on instagram live um mm. a bunch of their matches nice and it actually made me like i kind of felt good about like i was kind of excited i'm like wow this is kind of exciting like it made me kind of think maybe competing would be fun yeah, yeah it probably it might you know if you feel that's the way way to, to yeah, it had a good team feel to take, it man. like they were all supporting each other encouraging each other like calling out the time calling out like okay you know take go for the single like you know doing this and that they're calling out different stuff and it had a good feel to it. It was really cool. Yeah. So coaching each other. Yeah. yeah. That's cool, man. Yeah. That, so um, it was pretty cool. Speaking of competing, man. Um, the other, did you see that George St. Pierre clip? That I, did you get yeah. a chance to watch that? Yeah. That's pretty, it's a pretty intense, uh, the way he was talking was like very vulnerable and I, I, I enjoyed it, man. When he was talking, just so the people listening, George St. Pierre was talking about competing and fighting and, of course, if you don't know, he's one of the greatest fighters ever. And he was talking about how he hated fight day. He loved everything about being a fighter, the training, the martial arts, the way of Bushido, Samurai, but he hated the two days a year that he would fight. And he would always ask himself, you know, why am I doing this? Why am I fucking fighting? And I guess it was, you know, it's a super stressful thing. But the the thing that stood out to me the most was the was the advice Dana had given him about your skills and your confidence. He was saying that you can have all the skills in the world, but if you don't have the confidence when you fight, 
then the skills don't mean as much at all, you know? And um, you can see it with, there, there's people I know uh, that, uh, for instance, I've watched my kid's mom compete for years, and it's just an example, but she, in training, she'll mow through everybody. She, her, her technique is really good. She mows through everyone. She'll go to open mats and do really well, always really good. But then the confidence thing and the competing is where the problem goes. All the technique, but there's like a mind thing there. Like when you step on the mat or you step into the cage, that if you don't really think that you're going to win that match, you're going to have a problem, you know? But um, it was just kind of encouraging to me to hear like the best fighter ever talking about how scared he was each time he went to fight. And maybe that's why he was so good, you know, because he felt his fear. So I don't know, man. Competing might be good. If you want, man, go for it. Yeah, if we'll see if comes. I can we'll see if I can keep my ear on long enough <laughs> uh, to get me there. Did um, you show your wife the picture that you're hanging off? Yeah, I sent it to her. <laughs> <laughs> so then she wouldn't be so bothered by just draining my ear. She's like, yeah, yeah that's nothing now said, compared to yeah. that thing. <laughs> good. She's yeah. a good sport. She's a nurse, so thankfully um she's not a squeamish around blood or needles so she's good to go it just yeah. hurts man she has to jab it in like like uh like different spots so there's like pockets in there because it's the skin separates from the cartilage and so yeah. like, the fluid fills up in like pockets and so she has to jab like the needle into that pocket to get because she'll jab into an empty space and not get any fluid so mm. that's a little graphic Damn, and you but, just gotta sit there and take it yeah I just kind of grunt through it, like, oh, sucks. So, part of it. But yeah. You do it every day, every day after training or what? Yeah. Well, that's the problem. That's why I got that headgear is because normally I think I would have to just drain it, put those magnets on it, and just not train. And keep uh, going. Yeah. Go ahead. Guys, can you keep it down? I can hear you. Keep it down. And so for me, it's like, um, I'm trying to think like, I don't want to stop training. And so I got those Cali buds, those magnets, I'm going to put those on and then I'm going to throw the headgear over it. Hopefully it's funny. The headgear is like two cups, like for my ears. <laughs> for like when you train. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm going to go in try, You should have done a model. You should have put it on for us for the show, bro. Yeah, I should have. I should have brought it out. <laughs> you should have just but wore it for the whole, for the whole, the whole bro, I'm going to start wearing it for every episode. <laughs> Next week you should do it, bro. Just wear yeah. it. I went in a house the other day. I was on the phone. I went in the house and my wife had it on. It was funny. But yeah, oh, Thursday man. I went to train because they're leaving for the tournament. So it was the last class I can get in before um, before they leave for the tournament. Friday and Saturday there was no classes because coach was there. And so I'm like, man, I want to train. Like my ear was already kind of swelling up. I'm like, crap, man. And I didn't. I had ordered the headgear, but I didn't get it yet. And so I'm like, screw it. I'm still going to train. I'm still going to roll. And that's where it got, it doubled in size after class. By the end of the mm-hmm. class, it was like, cause they kept smashing it. And I'm like, oh, like, and I Damn. didn't tell the guys that I was rolling with like, hey, take it easy on my ear. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the, yeah. how the hell am I going to do that? You know? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, ah, screw it. I just like, mm-hmm. let it get ripped up. I don't give a shit. And then by the time I got home, it was so fat. Like the folds on my ear, it like goes away it just kind of like flattens out and gets swollen. So it's really like just swollen up. And so she used five full syringes and probably could get another one. 
Um, what's the name of the uh, What's the name of the magnets that you're wearing? The, they're called Kali like Bud, Kali, Kali buds. Yeah, it's like Kali buds, like uh, C A U I L I B U D or something like that. I'll, I'll send you a picture of the box or something. Oh, maybe you can do like a quick little review on one of the shows. See how they see how yeah. it goes. See how you yeah. how it does for you. I'm gonna drain it today and then use them again. But they they uh they've been pretty cool they they send you little uh alcohol wipes and they give you two different sizes of magnets um for the smaller like parts of your ears there's a smaller one and for the bigger one there's a bigger one and so i'll I'll keep using them and then the next episode i'll kind of give you a review so far and how it's working at least so that if someone gets it too they can know how to treat it because it's been a a crapshoot i didn't know what to do with it you know, so I just been letting yeah. it swell up and draining it two, three times. And I'm like, I can't keep jabbing my ear all the time. This is ridiculous. So I'm hoping that this will keep me from having to drain it so much because it's way too often. <laughs> and yeah, it's making my yeah. ear like sag down a little bit, all dopey looking. So, yeah, got to keep well, it, keep it somewhat taken care of. And coach I, said it'll harden up eventually. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want it to it, harden up when it's all huge. <laughs> Yeah, cover your ear hole. Damn. Yeah. Try yeah. to get my ear pods right. in there. You, it, it's all right. You're going to freaking, it's going to look hardcore, bro. You already do now. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a commitment thing. You know, it's like, oh, do I want to not go because of my ear? You know, and it's not going to happen. So. Yeah. Ah, good, man. Right on. So, so what you've been, uh, what you've been working on? And is there anything specific you've been working on um, during training right now? I think for me, it's just been like catching myself and like my mindset. Like, I, I think that's the most important part of all this is um, one thing that you, uh, that George St. Pierre was talking about was how like he loved the training and this and that, but he didn't like the fight and all that stuff. And then he was talking about, you know, building up his confidence like he never got rid of the fear but he just learned uh to live with it he learned and i think that's what i'm trying to get right now out of jiu-jitsu is learning how to be comfortable with you know the challenges that present themselves because of jiu-jitsu and and you know the i don't know if it's fear i don't it's resistance like a resistance to going and resistance to like really pushing myself because i feel like once because i haven't been since thursday and I go normally Monday through Saturday, six days a week. And so now it's a couple of days are gone. Plus Sunday is usually my off day. So it's been three days now. And it's like, oh, I can already hear my brain kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'll take off tomorrow, yada, yada, you know? And there's mm-hmm. just this like, I think there's just two parts of you. There's that comfort seeking, just hold you back, no good side of you that really holds you back from really living into what your potential is. And there's that other side of you that knows that you need to seek out those areas and just gain comfort with them. It's like most people just want to feel good, you know? And so I just want to be at a place where I just feel great. I just go to jiu-jitsu and never – and I'm like, no, I don't. I want to learn through this part. Like I want to – every day I feel resistance to going and I still go. Like, yeah. And I want to be smiling at myself as I do it. Like, hell yeah. And I'm getting close to that or I'm like really comfortable showing up like this is what I do whether my ear is about to pop, whether, you know, whatever it takes, like I show up, yeah. you know, and, and I really think that's going to teach me a lot about myself, you know, and I've been reading, I got this new book called The Actor uh, from Don Miguel Ruiz. He just released it. Oh, really? What is so it? What's it about? It's about like learning how to live 
a life of authenticity it says on the cover and oh, so i nice. just started reading it's like really breaking down like your life as like a performing art like this is your art like wow and so i'm like oh this book is going to be good so i just read the first few pages and so i'm kind of excited about it so i'm really looking at that as like one of those you know like he was saying building that confidence you need to learn about yourself to have that confidence it's a choice right you, and if you don't build, you don't do the hard things that build that confidence, you never have that, that choice to make. You know, I don't get to choose to have confidence in the circumstances like someone trying to fight you out of nowhere or, you know, um, knowing I could do hard things. Like I'm looking at starting, you know, work, doing this work around PTSD and all this stuff. I'm, I don't, my brain does not want me to do it. Like, yeah, I have so much resistance and I have so many ways of avoiding it. And that's why, you know, I talked to you about Stephen Pressfield and reading his work and learning about resistance and all the stuff with, uh, you know, the war of art and all that, you know, it's so funny that your brain will deceive you any possible way it can. And I think our brain is exposed in jiu-jitsu so clearly, and it just doesn't have an outlet to get you, get one over on you. Be the only time it can really try to get you is before you get to jiu-jitsu. As soon mm -hmm. as you step on those mats, it's over. Like the yeah. brain taps out and you go into your, your, your art, you know? Yeah. But and then when you're in there, you're off, grateful that you, yeah. As soon as I step off the mat, my brain is telling me, yeah, but we're not going to go tomorrow. Uh, and I'm like, what? Like, what the uh, hell, you know? So it's, it's this sacred ground. I mean, it's, it's an equalizer. It's a, it's a beautiful sacred ground where, um, you know, it, it really, there's something special about it. There truly is something special about it. So yeah, I don't know if any of that makes yeah, sense. So. No, it does. And I, and I get the same resistance. It's really a strange thing with, cause you know that we, I know I love doing it. I enjoy it. Every time I do it, I feel better. I feel good. I'm getting in really good shape. I'm learning, I'm progressing. And then it's time for class. And I'm like, ah, I could just lay here in bed, man. Fuck that shit. You know? And, and it goes through your head. And like this morning I laid here in bed. I had class at 10. I woke up at nine. I was like, fuck it. I'll lay here till 9.15. Then at 9.15, I started thinking of excuses not to go. Well, the girls are here. I can watch Toy Story with Gigi. She wants to watch it. Yeah. I can hang out. I can relax. I'll feel better at work tonight. If I don't go, I can just rest, sleep in, and I'll feel better at work tonight. You know, my body needs to rest. My back's hurting. You know, maybe my shoulder's hurting today. Fuck it. I'm just going to lay here, you know? And then I look at the clock and I'm like, fuck, I'll feel like a, a real bitch if I don't go. And then finally I talked myself into it and I showed up on time, you know, and, and went, and then I'm in class and I really pondered not going today. And then, uh, we go, I go and my professor brought in, uh, his name is Nicholas Lara. Fuck. I'm probably saying it wrong. Nicholas Lara. I think it was like a black belt, legit black belt, you know? And, uh, he showed us some, cause we've been working from De La Hiva sweeps from De La Hiva into the single leg and to the single leg X, single leg takedowns. And we've been doing that. And that's a very, especially for a big dude, that's like a, it's not, usually not the A1 choice for me, you know, like the open guard De La Hiva stuff, but he showed this fucking sweet, uh, a single leg takedown from that position. But we've been doing it all month. And if I wouldn't have gone today, it's the fucking best thing I've learned so far from that position for me. And if I wouldn't have gone today, I wouldn't have got it. But now I got this fucking really sick, takedown that works from De La Eva into a single leg that I can shoot for every time 
I roll now and I really like it. But if I would have laid in bed, I, I would have missed that day. I never would have had that, you know? So I'm in class. I'm like, fuck, I'm glad I came, you know? And that's how it usually is every time. I don't know for you. You're in the middle of class. You're like, man, I love this shit. I'm glad I'm here, you know? Yeah. Every and then, time. Always. And, that, yeah. and that's when I'm and, like, man, I want to go to more classes. I want to go to like three classes a day. And then my <laughs> little dude just started going. And so there's a class before and a class after um, him. So I'm thinking, man, I'm going to be there anyways. I might as well, you know. Yeah. So I'm trying to plan, like, how do I cook dinner and get it ready for the family and then get there for him, get there for me, get home at a decent hour. So I'm trying to figure out a whole new schedule now with it. But I think two things that stood out the most for me, and they're they're directly connected to how I've been experiencing uh, things in my life, not just jujitsu, but every aspect of my life is, you know, things can hold you back, even if they're good things, like you spending time with your daughter is a great thing. There's nothing mm -hmm. negative about that. But if it becomes a reason why you don't ex succeed in life, or you don't push yourself to be greater, it's a bad thing. Yeah. You know? And that's been something I've been really tripping myself out with, like, wait a minute, like, because my, my wife, she's a nurse. So she has a, a very strange schedule where she works 12 hour days. So she's gone all day long, but then she has like five days off in a row, you know? So yeah. it's like, I'm in this weird space where she's home and she, it's her day off. I want to spend time with her. I just want to do this. I want to do that. But for five days straight, you know, it's like, what the mm -hmm. heck, you know? So, um, it's a really confusing thing where I can use, Oh, well, my wife's off. I'm going to hang out with her instead of, Hey, go do what you need to do to be a better man, to be a better husband, to be a better, be a better father. And so the things that we love most can also be something our brain uses to trick us into comfort. Oh, spend time with your loved ones. This is all that matters. Like right now, my, my kids and my wife's inside. I want to go in there and hang out with them. I was going to text you and be like, oh, let's do it another time. And I'm like, what? what? That, I'm a better man. Just like when I step on those mats, I'm a better man when I talk to Jackson. And he's a constant figure in my life. Like go challenge yourself. Oh, you don't want to do it? Good. Go do what you don't want to do. Were yeah. you scared? Like, go out there and just take an hour for yourself. Take some time for yourself and go in there and be refreshed. And, and uh, you know, maybe you let go of some of the tension. You know, I don't know about you, but, you know, stress can build up over the week, you know, the Big long week. Time. And you got to have outlets to release that, to let that go, and just to be in a space that's open. And, and then the other thing you said was, um, oh, I'll feel better when I, you know, if I go to work without I've gone and trained. What does better mean? You know, because my brain does that too. I'll, I'll be, I want to rest more today because then I'll feel better. Better like what? Like, you know, and I was just thinking about that a lot is, you know, defining what certain things mean to you will, will I'll really change the trajectory of your life. If better means, oh, well, I'm not as tired. Who gives a shit? What do you need to be so energized for? You know, I guarantee you, you probably won't be as energized as you thought you were if you did skip it. And you're probably going to be more down because you didn't exercise anyways. Your brain's not going to be functioning the way it would if you were exercised and energized in the proper way. 100%. You know? yeah. And if you're tired, what's wrong with that? Why is that not better? I think it's better when you go work your ass off. Then you take your ass to work like a champion and you're tired and all those other guys are at work like, oh, man, I slept in all day. And I'm just like, you know, I'm 40 pounds overweight and I don't like myself. And I look at the exactly. mirror and I'm ashamed of myself. It's yep. better to look at yourself in the mirror. And this is something that's been hitting me a lot lately too, is slow me down as I get on these tangents because you're getting me all excited. I, I really miss talking to you. Um, is I look myself in the mirror and I'm starting to recognize a man that looks very different than the man I knew a few years back. You know? Yeah. And oh, I'm yeah. Like, Wow. And even my wife was saying that she's like, man, she printed a bunch of pictures for the house and she's hanging up pictures. 
she's like, babe, come here, look at your eyes. Like there was a picture of when we first started like talking and dating and then pictures of me now. And it was just like, there was this chill kind of like calmer state that I was in, in the photograph, you know? And I'm like, wow, you're right. Like I'm really getting to a space where I'm starting to learn who I am and getting to recognize that man in the mirror a lot differently. Mm -hmm. And this man in the mirror is beat up. He's got jacked up ears. He's got, you know, my lips busted open because the someone smashed my teeth into my lip. You know, it's like he's beat up a little bit, but damn, if he doesn't look calm and happy and different than he did a few years back. Yeah, you do, man. And I, I fucking jujitsu, man. I mean, uh, amongst other things, but jujitsu is really the core to that. And I can see it in you. I see it in other people who do jujitsu. I look in the mirror and see it in myself. I even see like I, I like well, for one, looking at you. I see a totally different person, man. Yeah, totally more relaxed. You know, just you got the fucking gangster here going on. You know, you got the goatee, your head shaved, you're freaking beat. You're, you're stepping into William Dennis more. You know, you're stepping yeah. into your, the, your oneness with your own self, you know. And as you do that, you become a happier person. And happiness makes you glow and makes you uh, feel better, you know, feel more confident. And you can tell when you look at you. And I feel the same way, man. Like I start same thing. I look at myself and I'm like, I'm feeling good, man. I feel better. I can even see like just a better glow about me when I look. I feel losing, you know, getting in better shape, feeling more confident, having more energy, and just feeling more relaxed all the time. And that's from jujitsu for me, for the most part. Again, amongst other things, eating good, sleeping good, taking care of yourself, reading, learning, talking to positive people daily you know, all those things, but I swear jujitsu is at the, at the heart of that, man. And uh, it, on, on the topic of that, something I wanted to get into this episode, and I'll share it with you while talking about jujitsu is um, how I, and I've kind of been talking about it a lot because it affected me and I learned a lot from it, but I rolled with my professor for the first time. And uh, I just wanted to bring that up while we're on the topic of jujitsu making you better, which is mainly what we only talk about anyway. But uh um, so my professor, Michael Cousy, excellent professor, um, kind of old school and I've never rolled with them as long as I've been training now. Um, I, I have never got, I've never rolled with them and I just feel like it's a, like, ah, I haven't been worthy to roll with them yet, you know, to even get a roll in with them. I haven't been to that point where, you know, he's like, Hey, come on, let's roll. And then I've been feeling confident the past couple of weeks, you know, a little bit more confident. I was in one of those zones where you get confident. It's not always there, but it's like a week and a half of like, oh, fuck, I'm getting a little bit better. You know, Jesus, this is a uh, this is rare. And so I think he noticed that. And I think he wanted to fill out how I was doing and then remind me what jujitsu is. That's what it felt like to me. Like, because, you know, of course, I'm getting over on a couple other white belts, you know, like submitting them. And she sees me. He's like, OK, oh, yeah, you're getting good. OK. And then he, then what he did was. It was a Sunday, and I don't even know if he planned this, but to me it worked out like some Mr. Miyagi shit because he was like, all right, we're going to do 10-minute rounds. And so I do 10 minutes. I'm like, fuck, 10 minutes? Jesus. I do 10 minutes, and I'm almost dead, right? And then I do another 10 minutes, and I'm almost dead. And so at 20 minutes of rolling, and then he's like, Jackson, want to roll? I'm like, yeah, all right, let's do it. You know, so I go over there, and uh, he immediately finds a hole in my game right away, which I was – I was too far forward. It's fundamental shit, right? I was too far forward trying to pass his guard and he just swept me like a child, like a child, you know, like a fucking child. He's like half my weight, probably. Maybe not. I don't know Mike's weight, but he just swept me like a child. And uh, 
And then he took top position and I've been rolling with a lot of different people and I never felt the pressure that he put on me. I've never felt that with big guys, with anybody, uh, for 10 minutes. Well, I got some, I got choked in a couple minutes, but the pressure was, it's something I can't explain until you really feel it, you know? But I, I felt like I was in cement. That's the best way I can explain. I felt like I was in cement. My hips were pinned, my legs were pinned, my fucking arms were pinned. And you know, I'm a big, I'm pretty big dude. I'm strong, I'm fucking big. Mike, he just, he's like, he was like splinter. You know, he nullified everything. I just couldn't move whatsoever. I couldn't breathe. And it was one of those things. I'm like, fuck, I got eight more minutes of this. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I couldn't move or anything. And and the, he, I see him let people work, but he wasn't letting me work on this one. He was, for me, it felt like, damn, he's showing me what, he's reminding me the le- that there's huge levels to jujitsu. You know, maybe he was being an enforcer at that moment because I was beating up on some other couple of motherfuckers. I don't know. But after that, after that 10 minutes of just pure lane and cement, gave me a, I already like, I already love jujitsu, but it just gave me a whole new level of love for it because I learned like, Jesus Christ, like there are really, really levels to this. And this guy wasn't even trying. He wasn't even fucking making an effort. He wasn't sweating. He wasn't breathing hard. And here I am fucking like a kid, man, just fucking wrapped up, not, not being able to breathe. And, uh, it in in that 10 minutes it taught me almost more than i've learned fucking the whole time i've been training you know because now you know now you know within yourself jesus i want to get to that level i want to be at a level where i'm not even trying to make a grown man feel like a child and and he and he and, and he can't even move and uh yeah man uh, so i'm thankful so in jujitsu sometimes you're thankful for your ass weapons you know because is yeah. it an ass whooping or, or what is it? It's not an ass. You didn't get your ass beat, but you got your soul broken. You know, you got reminded. You got you got really humbled and reminded that you have a long way to go, but it's possible if you keep going. You know, it's yeah. possible to just be like super. It's a fucking like Jocko Willing says. It's like a jujitsu is like a superpower. And when you get to that black belt level, you're almost like a, a superhero walking around the streets because of the skills that you've accumulated over these like eight to 10, 12 years of just constant training, you know? So anyhow, Mike, if you're listening to this, I'm thankful for you making me feel like I was in cement and breaking my soul. And uh, yeah, man, I hope to be at that level one day, you know? So anyhow, just wanted to share that with anybody listening because you may be in that situation. Remember, it's a blessing to be in those situations because you're learning where you can go if you continue, you know? So anyhow, yeah, got smashed. Yeah, I think that that goes back to the mindset. You know, I read a quote lately or, or like recently, and it said like, "No, keep task, talking. No task. Keep talking. I'm gonna over. I'm gonna have to cut this out. Hold on, I'm gonna have to cut this out. Hey guys, I can hear that in my podcast. You, you hear me? Are you kidding? Sorry." Okay, I wrote down the time. Got the TV blasting. Okay, I'm gonna have to cut that out. They had the TV, a movie blasting in there. All right. Um, I'll just my my thought was sorry. um, No worries. My thought was about the quote I read recently was something about you know no task would be too too much for someone whose enthusiasm knows no limits. Like when you reach something like that, you go through 
you can call it an ass kicking or whatever. It's not really like you're beat up, like he's punching in the head. It's just like he's really showing you the different levels. He's showing you the depths of jujitsu, and it's just it can be an awe-inspiring experience. Like wow, because when I rolled with coach, I and that this shows you the difference. Academies like I've rolled with coach a lot. I've been so blessed. I felt so honored. Like I get to roll with you seriously. And one day, like two of the guys were hurt. So it was just me and him. And so me and him rolled four or five times in a row. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was exhausted for one. But like, I'm like, man, he's going to roll with me this many times. It was so much fun, but it's amazing to see every time I like, oh, I move my hips. I do this. I do his like hand or his uh, knee or anything. It's always in the perfect position all the time. I'm like, how how are you doing this like and i'm like cool i'm gonna block this submission from happening because he's almost got me and then he's already set up something else and i roll right into it because i'm like oh i was focused on that submission you already got this one going and it's just amazing and i'm like how do you keep tra-? and there was one time where he was on top and i thought i was going to be able to hook his his leg and get into half guard but somehow when I hooked, there was just no leg there. I'm like, how is that physically possible? Like you're, and he knew too, cause he saw my reaction. Cause I was like, oh, like, Hey, your leg has to be there. And you can tell he kind of laughed. I'm like, your leg has been like, not there. And he's like, he kept Superhero. going. So it was amazing. I'm like, how, but it's just another level. And so when that inspires awe in you and it inspires enthusiasm, that's when you're going to be carried through any endeavor mm-hmm. because of that. And that's what we need to know and apply to our life. Like, look, there's going to be things when you're building your own company, when you're doing whatever you're doing in life, you're going to hit obstacle after obstacle, roadblock after roadblock, failure after failure. And you can't lose your enthusiasm. You have to find a way to make that inspiring to you. Like, Ooh, this is going to be really good for me. I'm going to learn so much from this. And for you to, to be inspired by him teaching you something that shows the humility that you've grown inside yourself from being in jiu-jitsu and from the work you've done on yourself. And it, it's, it's a part of that journey, you know, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, man. It's, um, and that's, yeah, being inspired by that is, it's important, you know, to be inspired by people that are better than you or people where you want to be. And I've heard uh, Conor McGregor talk I've heard Conor McGregor talk about that many times. He says, because you know how he's pretty co- pretty confident, yeah. I would say, with what he does. Super successful guy. And he has a lot of haters. He has a lot of people that hate him. I don't hate the guy, you know? Like, fuck, I aspire to that type of greatness, man, you know? And what he says, he says, you can be mad at me and hate me, or you can be inspired by what I do. And th- he said, those are the two different type of people in the world. They look at a successful person and they get mad, or they look at a successful person and they fucking get inspired you know, and whatever that may be. And uh, I tend to look at successful people and get inspired and look at a successful black belt, like, bro, 20 years of training, it fucking, it's a real thing. Like you get better, the more you do it, the more you become a student and the more you're humble, it doesn't matter your age or anything, man. Like you can get really good and you have the time to do it. And uh, man, I just, I, I aspire to be to the point where, like you said, like, when you roll with somebody or you fight with somebody, no matter what they do, you have an answer, you know? And that's, uh, I, I'm far from that right now, you know, far from that. I'm still trying to get the fucking move of the day to work and uh, break out of people's fucking guard. You know, I'm still trying to learn how to pass a goddamn guard, you know? Yeah. But that's part yeah. of the process of life. I, I mean, that's the process. I don't know, if, you know? My, so, my takedowns are really weak. My guard passing is 
uh, almost non-existent. It, like coach Me taught too. us for a couple <laughs> weeks on passing and at least makes some sense now. But every time I try mm-hmm. it when we're rolling, eh, it doesn't work very well. I, unless it's like a white belt that I'm like really close to and experienced and we can get each other. But it's there. It's a struggle, it and so work. for me, that's where yeah. I'm like, okay, how do I start learning jujitsu? It's more about removing the mental, building the confidence, and showing up and getting that enthusiasm about just being there on those mats and and living in the sacredness of what they mean and what they are helping me become. And then I can start adding to the game from there, you know. And you know, do we really know how to become, you know, build in a certain routine for us or a certain game that we play? at this point i don't know because I, I i learn different moves and i can get through like half the move and then my brain goes i don't really remember anything else and i'm like well what do during I do the now? role <laughs> yeah talking about during I'm the like role halfway yeah, through yeah, the yeah, 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 and yeah. i'm like yeah. wait where do i put my arm now and then they're like Rah! i'm like dang it yeah. <laughs> i'm like i halfway yeah. got that you know yeah and i've been trying the butterfly a lot now and and i've got it a couple times on like uh some higher belts of course they let me you know i'm not thinking i actually got it on them um because i get them halfway up and i'm like i don't think it's gonna work and they're like don't stop keep going keep don't stop and then the butterfly sweet yeah and then like i'll get it sweet. i'm like oh thanks for letting me try it but sometimes i'll try it and then it almost works and then i'm like ah crap close enough you know so or they can't or, compete or they'll find a way or they'll like you'll do it like they showed you in class but they'll defend it a way that you didn't learn and you're yeah. like, fuck, what do I, okay, damn it. What do I do now? Fuck. Well, or you'll work on it and you got to understand the variation of jujitsu is like, okay, side guard, side control escapes. Okay. If they're in this side control and they're doing this, this is how you escape. You're like, well, he's not doing that. Like, Hey dude, can you yeah. go into side control? Like uh, coach showed us, this is not fair. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so I'm like, exactly. no, I got to learn escapes for seven different variations of one move. Yeah. What the hell? Like if their arms on the same side. At, you know they got your face like you know they got the underhook on your, your around your neck and they got the underhook on your hip on the same side then you could do these escapes but if they close off on the other side and close your hip in and they're, they you know get the gable grip behind you with the underhook under your arm and one behind your neck totally different variation i'm like dang it <laughs> like, yeah, and, so, yeah. and so my brain is trying to grasp all the variations and all the different oh his arms here oh his arms there Right now, I'm like trying to get comfortable with my movements, trying to get comfortable with my escapes and my guard retention and that kind of thing. And then I'm just trying to pick up like specific little details that coaches sent. Like the other day, he was talking about like, why are your hands like out like this? You're going to get like someone's get a wrist lock on you or something. If you just like make a fist when you're in like the tighter areas and they, they can get the wrist locks. If you have a fist, it'll be easier for you to defend. And I'm like, mm. huh, I'm always just like sticking my hands out like this so I can like grab or something like that. I never even thought about closing my hands when I don't need it, you know, like, so I yeah. don't get a wrist lock and coach has got me in wrist locks pretty easily. And he's like, I think he's trying to show me like, yeah, you know, make a fist. And I'm like, Oh crap. Damn and it. the other one, there's this other detail he's given us. It's like, it was really good. I'm like, huh. my goal is just to remember all these tiny little details, you know, and then and that's my, my fundamentals are going to start getting more solid. Yeah. Even so, that stuff, like you're talking about, um, 25 different ways to escape from side control depending and i don't got any good ones i never fucking escape side control rare you know i do but i'm like oh fuck that i just how did i do that but uh i don't know how i did it but um you know there's a million ways to escape right from different variations 
but you can't really, I mean, you could learn them and watch a video on each one, but you can't really get good at it unless you do like a thousand fucking escapes from each one of those 100 positions, you know? So it's like this never, never ending, never ending plethora of fucking options that it's just a rabbit hole of, you know, I watch probably with your coach too. I watch mine, you know, he's been training 20 years and he's constantly coming in. Oh, I learned something new today. I was watching this video. I learned something new today. Oh, this guy got me in this armbar. I never knew this. I learned this. I'm going to show you guys today. I'm like, fuck. It never, it never. You're constantly humbled. 20 years from now, you'll be fucking humbled constantly and learning. It never ends. Yeah. I think that's what's and, beautiful and about it, And how do you it, feel when, you know, one thing I've been telling myself, there's no finish line. There's no yeah. finish line. Yeah. Like, what does that do for you? Like, man, does it make you kind of like, ah, oh, what? How long is this going to last? Like, no, there is no finish line. Like, stop that. Mm-hmm. I'm, and because that shifts my preferences. It shifts, like, what I'm wanting, my desires, my likes, my dislikes, whatever it is. Like, it shifts everything for me. Like, there's no finish line in this. I'm going to get better every single day. No finish line. Show up. Rain or s- snow, whatever it is. And just keep working. I'm here for the connection. I'm here for the the learning. I'm here for the, you know, the experience of, of seeing myself show up when I don't want to, or when I'm afraid or when, whatever it is, you know, I'm here for all these challenges and I'm never going to stop. Yeah. That makes your brain go different, like in a different level, like, ah, crap. Okay. We got to adjust to this because he's not kidding. There's no finish line. Yeah. And, and that only, I think the only way that uh, two things to that one, I think the only way that you can continue in something like that, and that's with any endeavor Cause there's really no finish line to mastery of anything. Like anything you're trying to master, there's no finish line, business, marriage, life. There's no finish. You're never fucking perfect at anything. So jujitsu is a perfect microcosm of that, but you have to really, whatever it is you're putting that time into, you have to really fucking love it. You know, that's why they say like, don't do shit. For instance, you hear all the time, don't do things just for money. Cause you're going to quit, you know? you do it because you love doing it. And I feel like that's like for me and you, that's why we're, I'm doing jujitsu because I fucking love doing it every day. I love how it makes me feel. And I know there's no finish line, but it doesn't matter because I want to be able to put people in cement. You know, I want to be able to get to the point where it, you know, but, and, and you sent me that quote the other day, man, from Joe Rogan that said, you know, when you get really good at something like jujitsu, it improves all areas of your life. You can improve every single other thing you're doing. And, and that's one of the reasons I keep going, because I know for sure that if I continue going to jujitsu and continue working on myself and continue uh, raising these confidence levels and that every other area of my life will continue to get better. It already is. And we're just freaking we're not even scratching the surface of how good we can get at jujitsu. Imagine five years from now, consistency, what the rest of our life will look like. You know what I mean? And that's what's that's what's magical to me, man, is that I know for a fact that this will transform other all the other areas of my life. And that's why I keep showing up. And I'm sure you feel the same way about it, man. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing I wanted to share before we get we get going. Um, okay. We had a guy leave my uh, gym. He's moving to San Diego, actually. And I don't really know if he's, like, going to stop doing jiu-jitsu or if he's – I don't know what his plan is. But he's mm-hmm. leaving our gym personally, and he's been there for a while. Really cool guy. Really great blue belt. Awesome, awesome dude. Um, and he even brought in a bunch of geese, like his old geese, and just threw them on the mat and said, hey, whoever wants one, take it. And so I got an extra mm-hmm. gee from him, which is so cool. Um, and then um, we took pictures after we did all of our rolling. We had that class, and um, we, we took pictures, and, and he kind of shared, you know, 
hey, I'm going to miss you guys. I'll, I'll talk to you later. And, and then the next day I came back and was training. And, and one thing we talked about afterwards, that class coach was saying, you know, one of the biggest blessings I have as a, as a professor or a coach is that Gabe, you know, when he left, he, what he said is like, not only was he better at jiu-jitsu, but he, he's become a better person because of his experience in this uh, gym, you know? And I'm, he's like, that, that's what matters to me. He's like, I just want you guys, I want to see you guys become better people you know mm-hmm. and and i'm like wow i'm in the right place <laughs> yeah this is where i want to be man. you know i yep. just want to be a better person yeah you know and if that means going and competing and getting to know myself a little better we'll see i may go down that path but if yeah. that means showing up day in and day out and just surrounding myself by fantastic people and putting myself through a grinder of the the my biggest opponent opponent in life is the man looking back at me in the mirror you know, oh, you know, he's the one that knows all the secrets and the, the ways to get me to seek comfort instead of um, mastery. He knows all my weaknesses and he knows how to, you know, break me in ways that if I let him, he, he will win. But when I step onto that mat, it's an even playing field and he doesn't get the upper hand anymore. And when I'm on there religiously and I'm on there day in and day out, I begin to gain confidence in myself. And when I look at him in the eyes in that mirror, I go, not today, sucker, you know yeah today i'm choosing me no. i'm gonna i'm gonna make myself better and i'm gonna be so strong where that voice is just it's just a voice dancing in the side of my head back there just yapping away like oh we shouldn't go we should go be over here we should rest we should do this and i'm just driving to jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. <laughs> with a smile on my face yeah going, yeah, uh-huh. yeah and that's that's the man i want to be because if i can face that difficulty and i could use the same principles in every other area of my life everything else in my life is going to be not as hard Mm-hmm. Or I'll be able to accept whatever difficulty that I, comes with it and be a better person during that difficulty. Yeah. Yeah. Because no. of what I experienced. That's one, yeah. 100%, man. And it's, it's an addiction. So that getting better as a person is, is an addiction, you know? And I, I know we're both addicted to that shit. It's been an addiction before we started jujitsu, but it's just like juj- finding jujitsu is kind of put you in a groove of like, okay, this is, this is going to help me become a, I haven't found anything that's going to help me become a better person. Like fucking from a base, like there's nothing that's going to help me become a better person. Like, like jujitsu is, I don't even know how to explain it, but I can do a lot of fucking things. I can read, I can pray, I can run, I can do a lot of shit, but jujitsu man is, I got a buddy who's like, I'm telling him about jujitsu and he's like, and he just started golfing and he's like, yeah, golf, is like jujitsu you're doing jujitsu is like golf for me and i'm like that's nice i didn't tell him i'm like that's fucking nice that you're doing golf but it's not the same fucking thing it might be challenging it might be difficult but it's not the same as going into a jujitsu gym and getting in the best shape of your life and being around positive people and getting humbled on a day it's not the same you know but some people you i can't explain it they think i'm doing karate or something and i'm like no, I'm thinking about moving to fucking Mexico so I don't have to work so I can train more jujitsu. God damn it. Like that's in my goddamn head. I'm like, fuck, maybe I'm, if I move to Mexico, I can live off my retirement, drive up here and train and train every goddamn day. You know, yeah, that's where I'm at with fucking jujitsu. You know what I mean? I'll move to another country so I can do it all the goddamn time. You know, that's how much I love it, man. So, exactly. Um, and, yeah. You know, so, yeah, man, it's a beautiful thing. And I don't know if you got anything else, but I know you got to pick up Addy pretty quick here, man. So yeah, I got to head um, out and grab her. Yeah, um, man. No, I'm just happy that we're back on here and we're getting a chat. Cause like I said, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's a podcast, whether it's just talking to you or anything I'm doing in life, I just want to become a better person. I want to learn more about myself. I want to know who I am inside and yeah. out. And, and then 
with whatever I might discover from that, share it. Maybe it's valuable, yeah. maybe it's not. Maybe it'll bring some kind of shed some light on someone's experience that might let them know that they're not alone. Either way, as long as this is making us better, I want to keep doing it, you know? And uh, I hope that someone listening to this and can relate with us and, and know, hey, we're right here, we're learning, we're growing together. And uh, this can help them become better too, you know, just hearing this and, and um, maybe getting the, the hints and the little clues that we're leaving, like, hey, push yourself. It's okay to push yourself. Don't try to seek that comfort. It's going to let you down every single time. You will never get where you want to go in life if you're trying to get there on a comfortable path. It's just yeah. not going to work out for you. It never worked out for us. Yeah, know? it never will. So no. I think that's a good note. Uh, just real quick. You can hit us up on Instagram uh, at the Increase Life or at the Will Dennis. And what we're trying to do is get some, eventually get some questions from listeners. Once we start putting this out, if you have any questions, hit us up so we can answer the questions on the uh, on the show. Uh, I'm gonna purchase that book tonight, man. The actor is that what it's called, Don Miguel Ruiz? Or yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. is that okay? I'm gonna yeah, purchase that book tonight. Listen to it. Yeah, maybe we can discuss it a little bit next week. I'll listen to it at work tonight. Um, Another and good book yeah, to man. get on Audible is uh, Can't Hurt Me by that David Goggins. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's a fantastic. It's a really good book. It's a really good Audible book because he adds in a bunch of commentary. Oh, does he? Okay. That'll I'll check that mindset. one out too. That'll change your mindset. Yeah. That guy's another level. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. He stretches three hours a day. Like just yeah. that. I'm like, fuck, Well, he bro. talks about why he started me. doing that. Yeah. He thought he was going to okay. die. He was so jacked up. And so he's like, just started stretching and it like changed everything for his life after he got himself so tense and so tight and so beat up from all the training and everything he did that stretching saved his life, man. Yeah, man. So yeah, I'll check out that book, but I think I'm going to go with the actor first because it just sounds like right up my alley right now. And then we can talk about it later. Yeah. I love his books, man. Awesome, man. So, so, all right, man. Have a good rest of the week end and we'll probably talk and yeah, man, that was a good talk. Uh, and we'll do it again next weekend, man. And I'll have this, we'll have this one up soon. Again, hit us up if you have any questions and we will try to answer those for you and get into the gym and train, find a gym. If you're in San Diego, find me. If you're in Fresno, find William and come train with us. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening and we will talk soon. William, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Love you, bro. And we'll do it again soon. All right. Love you, man. All right. Have a good night. Bye.